Be delighted this holiday season at Ice and Lights, the winter village at Cameron Run. Just minutes from Old Town Alexandria. Stroll through the park and enjoy winter photo ops, light displays, hot chocolate, and a warm treat. The winter village offers playtime for the entire family. Extend the magic of the holidays by visiting early, starting November 17th. Get your tickets now at CameronIceandLights.com. That's CameronIceandLights.com. Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. We're taking over. I'm lifting my phone because that's why I've got the Harvest Mobile app. Read the whole Bible in a year. Let's go. I'm ready to hear, then do your word, which I'm about to receive, which makes all things new. In Jesus' name, amen. So God, speak to us. Do what you do when you do how you do it because you do it so well. And for that, we will give you glory. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. So guys, our series is Christianity 101, which means the basics or the foundations. It's a collegiate term, and that's what we've been doing all throughout this month, uh, is going over some of the basics of Christianity. And today, I want to answer this question, why do we give? Giving is a fundamental part of Christianity. Listen, you can give without loving, but you cannot love without giving. And I want you to know this is about more than just our tithes, our offerings, and our first fruits and love offerings. It's living to give. Why? What did we just make a new song about? Faithful givers do what? Flourish. And for those of you that are faithful givers, I need you to know that's why even when it looked like you were knocked down and out for the count, somehow you got back up. Why? Because God will make you flourish when you're a faithful giver. When I get you to make this declaration, I am flourishing. Now, I need you to say it like not just your finances are flourishing, but your family is flourishing, your future is flourishing, everything that's connected to me. The Bible says that he will perfect those things that concerneth me, which means because I'm a faithful giver, everything about me is on the rise. Everything about me is on the increase. And I feel sorry for those people that were trying to set you up to fail because they're about to watch you flourish. I feel sorry for the people that thought 2020 was going to take you out. 2020 ain't going to take you out. 2020 is about to bring you up. I wish you'd open your mouth and shout, I am flourishing. I yeah, and you may not like me, but you got to watch me flourish. You may talk about me, but you got to watch me flourish. You may not think I deserve it, and here's the truth. I don't, but my giving is why I'm living. Shout faithful givers flourish. We've learned so far over the last couple of messages that there are three experiences in Christianity one can have. The first experience is to become a Christian or be born again. And for some, that's where you need to start. You need to start by giving God you. Sometimes it is easy to give people stuff because we don't trust people with us. Now, for some of you, your trust issue isn't an issue that you have with individuals. It's an issue that you don't trust individuals with you because you are like Mephibosheth. Somebody that was supposed to hold you dropped you. The Bible says that Mephibosheth, when he was young, that the nurse that took care of him, she dropped him. And because she dropped him from a child on, he was deformed in his feet so he could never walk right. Because somebody that was supposed to protect him dropped him. And for some of you, you keep treating God like he's your daddy. You keep treating God like he's your mama. You keep treating God like he's that relationship that left you. I think I got some witnesses in here and online. And he's the friend that sticks closer than a brother. He's a mother to the motherless, a father to the fatherless. He's a way maker. He's a provider. He's a door opener. He's a can opener. Whatever I need, he is. He told Moses, my name is I am that that I am, which means whatever I need to become in the moment you need me to become it, I will be that, which means if you need a peace of mind, I'll be your peace of mind. If you need to mind your peace, I'll mind you. Whatever you need, somebody shout, he is, I am. The second experience that we have is when we are filled with his spirit. So when I become a Christian, I'm sealed with his spirit. 
God's like, that's mine. If you put your seal on something, you're saying, that's mine. I endorse that. But then it's one thing to be endorsed by. It's another thing to be filled with. So when we're filled with his spirit or spirit filled, um, when God lives on the inside of us, it gives us the ability to deal properly with what's going on around us. See, if you're only saved and not filled with his spirit, then you're focused on the outward appearance. But when you are filled with his spirit, you change from the inside out. If you're only saved, you're focused on doing right, not being right. But when I'm spirit filled, I want to be right because I'll automatically do right. See, when you're just saved, you want to have good fruit. But when you're spirit-filled, you want good roots because good roots are going to make better fruit. I wish I had some ladies in here that knew. It don't matter how good you style it if them roots ain't right. Don't let nobody lie to you, ladies. You got to have your roots right. Got to be more careful. Listen, say, Lord, fill me with your spirit. See, this means the God of the universe comes and lives in me. That means he takes his residence in me. So the reason there's certain places I can't go is because God ain't going in there. And since he lives in me, I have certain people I can't be around because they grieve the Holy Ghost that's in me. That's why when you walk in the room, certain people are like, mm, I got to go. Good, don't you chase them back in the room. You better say, I know you had to go. Because when the God in me stepped into the room, the devil on the inside of you had to back up. And I need you to stop apologizing to people where the Holy Ghost in you offends them. Instead, say, hurry up and go. When we're filled with his spirit, it literally gives us the ability to deal with life. The third experience is a refill. And anytime you're dealing with a lot, you need a refill. Whenever you're having a big meal, have you ever noticed that you have to have a refill? Like, especially if you're eating a lot of bread, you need a refill. Life 2020 has been a lot to digest. For some of you parents, in January, you were living high. February, you were living high. March, you were the lunch lady, the, the head teacher, the dean, the principal, the uh, custodian, the recess teacher, the paraprofessional, and they didn't give you no additional checks. Got all these new jobs and no new checks, listen. It was a lot to digest. For some of you, you dealt with grief this year. It was a lot to digest. And watch this, to add insult to injury, you had to grieve by yourself because of physical distancing. Come on, y'all, let's talk. You have to deal with a lot. Who has had to deal and digest a lot this year? And this is why we have to be refilled with his spirit because life drains you. Can we be honest? Sometimes you just doing life by itself is a lot. Don't try to be a curse breaker. Don't try to be a history maker because now there's going to be a whole lot more you got to deal with. But you better not back up. You are the interruption to the dysfunction in your bloodline. You are the history maker in your bloodline. You are the line crosser and the boundary breaker in your bloodline. Let me tell you your name. Your name is Joseph. What is that? It means the Lord continues to increase me. So even when you're trying to knock me down, God continues to increase me. Life can be a lot, so I need a refill of his spirit. In the scripture, spirit is likened unto water. That's why when you get around running water, you feel peace. Because running water is a, a symbolic of his spirit. So whenever the water is running, that means the spirit is flowing. And whenever the spirit is flowing, that means I'm good. For my prophetic people in the room, for my prophetic people watching, you have to be around sources of water. Even if you go in your house and just turn the water on and let it run. Why? Because when the water is running, something in you says everything's going to be fine. Something in you says, listen, I know that all things are working together for my good. That's why Elijah, I feel like preaching at the 1115. That's why Elijah said this. Elijah was by a brook, and as long as the water was flowing, he was by the brook. But when the water dried up, Elijah said, I got to go. Why? Because there is no flow. And for some of you, what the Lord has been doing in your life is he's drying up certain brooks around certain people. He's drying up certain brooks around things you used to care about, things you used to be passionate about. Because God says, I'm aligning you with what I called you to do. I'm aligning you with what I created you to do. And it's not that it's bad. There's just no flow, so you got to go. Say, I need a refill. Please, everybody in the building and online, say, Lord, refill me with your spirit. Say, every day I need a refill. Say, before Monday gets here, I'm asking in advance, huh? 
I need your spirit. Here's why. Because number one, he's my parakletos. There's three Ps I taught you in the last couple of messages. That means he's my intercessor. An intercessor means to go to God on behalf of one that cannot go to God for themselves. John 9 teaches us that whenever someone that is not a Christian prays, that that prayer is not heard unless it's a prayer of salvation because prayer is a privilege of the saved. Prayer is a privilege of the sons and daughters of God, not the creation of God. Which means in order to get my prayer through to God, the first prayer I got to pray is to come to God. Because if I am not his, then he doesn't hear. So what do you need? An intercessor that can go to God on your behalf to be the bridge between you and him until you get saved and give your life to him. That's why being saved has his benefits. That's why the scripture says, remember the Lord and forget not his benefits. Check it out. So an intercessor goes to uh, God on behalf of somebody that can. But check it out. If you are spirit filled, that means you're already saved. So check this out. Because you can't get the spirit. You can't be filled with the spirit and you're not saved. Experience one, then experience two, then experience three. So how do we need an intercessor if we can go to God on our own? Listen, because sometimes life can be so rough that even though I have access, I feel like I can't use it. I wish some of us could be honest at this 1115, that even though you know how to pray to paint off of the walls, there's been some times in your life where you felt like I can't say nothing. I, who is going to be real? I open up my mouth and nothing comes out. I want to lift my hands and they feel too heavy. I want to give them go. Where are the real people at where you've ever been there? I've been there. And God says, listen, when you can't go, I'll go for you. When you can't pray, I'll pray for you. When you can't worship, I'll do it for you. Say, he's my intercessor. Then he's my consoler. This is the Holy Spirit. When I'm spirit-filled and I stay refilled, he's my consoler. To console means to lessen the effect of grief or disappointment. All of us have been disappointed. All of us have dealt with grief. What's grief, Bishop? Grief is our response to loss. Anybody ever lost something? We all have. So when you lose, your mind goes into grief. Check this out. Many people are grieving and don't know it. This is why you're moody. This is why you ask for people to be around you. Then when you get around people, you're on your phone. Because you're grieving and don't know it. Say, Lord, set me free from my grief. Come on, I feel like preaching. Say, set me free from my grief. He's your consoler, which means he lessens the effect of grief or disappointment. So in other words, he doesn't, it's not that he takes it away, he just lessens the effect. So in other words, when you're grieving, he's like, come here, baby, it's going to be all right. When you're disappointed because somebody did you wrong, come here, it's going to be all right. I'm preparing somebody for you that ain't going to do you like that. He lessens the effect. Say, he's my consoler. And in those moments where you're like, I was texting a friend this morning because today, uh, this morning, they are he's burying his grandfather. It was very rough for him. And I texted him this morning and said, I just want you to know that I'm praying uh, for you because that's what a consoler does. A consoler says, you ain't in here by yourself. And I need everybody under the sound of my voice to hear you. I don't care what you're grieving over. I don't care what you're disappointed with. God says, you ain't in here by yourself. Come here, Shadrach, Meshach, and that bad Negro. Let's go. God says, I will be with you in the midst of the fire. You're not in here by yourself. I'm your consoler. I'm not taking you out of the fire because the fire is going to make you better. But while you're in here, I'm walking with you. Is there anybody that can give God praise that he walked with you through some stuff? Come on, digital campuses. He walked with you through that divorce. He walked with you through that bankruptcy. He walked with you through that anxiety. He walked with you through that depression. He walked with you through that cancer diagnosis. Somebody say, he walked with me. Then he's my advocate. That means he fights on my behalf. That means when I'm spirit-filled and I stay filled, I'll walk into a room and he'll start fighting in the room for me. Which means there's certain stuff I'm not going to have to say. Because he's going to go check whoever needs to be checked. I'm going to tell somebody, you were planning on a fight when you got to your job tomorrow. Ain't going to be no fight. When you walk in there, the Holy Ghost is going to check her. And she's going to say, you know what? Let me start by and apologize for how I acted last week. You're not even going to have to get upset. You're not even going to have to get mad because the Holy Ghost is about to. He's about to bust somebody's head until they act right. He's a He's your advocate. So when I'm spirit-filled, when I walk in a room, he pleads my case. He fights for me. Which means sometimes all I need to do is be present. And some of you, you, get, you can't be scared to be present. I ain't going over there. Sometimes you just need to go so he can start knocking heads. Some, oh, God, that's good to me. Sometimes you just need to show up so the Holy Ghost can say, now look, the way you handle my son, uh-uh. The way you handle my daughter, uh-uh. I fight for her. I fight for him. I wish somebody would mess with her. I wish somebody would. Can you give God glory? He fights for us. 
Some of you, you ain't going to have to tell your mama how she treated you. She's going to call and apologize because the Holy Ghost is going to go fight for you. You ain't going to have to tell your daddy that you need got some issues. They're going to apologize to you because he fights. But as your advocate, he's also pleading a case to you. So sometimes, here's, here's you sometimes, here's me sometimes, here's we sometimes. I'm just so tired. It seemed like all my life I had to fight. That's why you're so strong. That's why when other people were losing their minds, you were gaining your footing. When other people were throwing in the towel, you were collecting them to make you a whole linen closet. You ain't saying nothing to me. So, but look, sometimes you're so down on you. We're so down on ourselves. And I can feel it when it's happening to me. It's in my shoulders. My shoulders will hunch. And then I'll catch myself and say, what are you doing? You better be bold as a lion. The Bible says the righteous are as bold as a lion, which means I'm not supposed to have my head down nor my shoulders tucked. I'm supposed to have my shoulders back, my head up. Why? I'm walking into my future. And sometimes the Holy Ghost has to come tell you, you better get up. You better fight. You better keep. Listen, you get five more minutes to sit here and act like this, and then you better get up. Jackie, we got some stuff to do. Darlene, we got some stuff to do. Tyrell, we got some stuff to do. Billy, we got some stuff to do. I introduced two new ones to you. Tyrell and Billy, my church characters. Sometimes he has to fight for you to you. Because you've given up on yourself. And I need to check the room for who can be honest that in the last 10 years you've had at least one moment where you gave up on you, but he came and fought for you to you. Where you at? Where you at? Where you at? So look, he is our advocate. And the last thing, he's our comforter. That means he, he, he'll rock you late in the midnight hour. What does it mean? It means there's sometimes where I can't even reach the people to comfort me. Because it's people that cause the conflict. I can't even reach for people. I know I got people I could call, but the truth is I don't want to call because right now, I'm having an issue with people because the, the reason I need to be comforted in the first place is because of people. Anybody ever been like that? So the Holy Ghost says, I'll be your comforter. In other words, the Holy Ghost says, the Holy Ghost says, come here. The Holy Ghost says, listen, I got you. Come on, let's go. Come on, let's go. Let's go. Mm, it's going to be all right. Mm -mm, don't look over there. Mm -mm, don't look over there. Mm -mm. Matter of fact, I need you to learn to ignore her on social media. I need you to learn how to ignore him on social media. Because if you look, watch me, it's going to disrupt your comfort. If you pay attention, it's going to disrupt your comfort. Matter of fact, you might just need to not even look at it except to tune in to prayer sometime. Why? Because it's going to mess with your comfort. I got you. And part of comforting you means there's some stuff I keep you from seeing. There's some stuff I keep you from paying attention to. Somebody open your mouth and say, he's my comfort. Yeah. He's a look. Not only is my paracletos, that's the first P. The second P is this. He gives me power. Say power. power. Come on, y'all. Say power. power. Now listen. Acts 1 and 8 says this. But you shall receive power. Power is this Greek word dunamis. It means dynamite. It means you shall receive. Everybody look at me. Let me teach you like a teacher. Meaning. So when I receive the Holy Spirit, I get meaning. Life doesn't have meaning when I'm just saved. It has meaning when I'm filled. Because when I'm filled, I realize I'm not living for me. I'm living for him because he's living through me. See, for some of you, the reason you feel like you don't know your purpose is because you need to be refilled. See, the reason you feel like you don't have any meaning is because you need to be refilled. You're trying to do life off of just being clean from the outside and not from the outside or from the inside out. Then he gives you might. Might is how you fight. You ever met somebody that fought, but they fought kind of weak? You ain't going to win. I need you to walk up on it like you a G and just... Pop one good time. In other words, the Holy Ghost will show you how to stop all that. You're using too much energy and not getting enough done. 
Let me talk over here because these people ain't talking to me. You're using too much energy and not getting the life done. The Holy Ghost will put some might in your fight, which means instead of wasting energy doing this, he'll show you how to walk up with one good pop. Say, here's might in my fight. Say it, y'all. There's might in my fight. Then it means miracle working. So God says, I will put you in a situation that's impossible and tell you to work a miracle. I will put you in front of thousands of people with two fish and five loaves of bread and say, make a miracle. For some of you, you're like, God, why do I keep getting in these situations where I need a miracle? It's because God says, I want you to see my power. I'm trying to get you to put that two-piece together and feed thousands. Y'all ain't saying nothing. I'm trying to show you how to work a miracle. You aren't just a miracle. You're about to work some miracles. See, it's a miracle that you ain't lost your mind. It's a miracle you're not locked up in the insane asylum. It's a miracle that you weren't on an episode of Snap. It's a miracle that you ain't Snap, crackled, and pumped. It's a miracle that you didn't pop out somebody one day. Come on, it's a miracle. But I'm not just a miracle. Baby, I'm about to work some miracles. Please lay your hands on yourself and say, work, 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 work. Then it means you shall receive power, strength. When I'm spirit-filled and I stay refilled, I have strength. I have strength. Somebody asked me today, said, you always like this? I said, what do you mean? They said, you're just so strong. I said, well, I don't know any other way to be. I said, I don't have the luxury of giving up and quitting because I'm not going to stand in front of him and tell him I didn't get the job done. I refuse to stand in front of him and tell him I was unsuccessful at what he sent me to do. So I need God's strength so I can do God's side stuff. Say, God, I need your strength. Then it means mighty works. Then it means violence. Violence, listen, let's be honest. A lot of people are violent until they get saved, then they become weak. Like when you was out there, didn't nobody mess with you? Everybody knew, here she go. Everybody knew, there you go. Then you get saved, oh, praise God, everybody. Kumbaya. And there's nothing wrong with that. Check this out, though. Violence means this. It means to be focused and unwavering. Focused and unwavering. Which means when I'm filled with the spirit, I have a focus that feels like I took some vitamins. I'm unwavering. And you're so unwavering, it seems unreasonable. People will tell you, it's no big deal. It's just one time. And you're like, I'm not doing that. Because one time will turn into two, turn into three. What did the book say? If you give a mouse a cookie, they're going to want some milk. Huh? I am so unwavering, it's unreasonable, and we become that way. Why? Because we are filled with the Spirit. They'll say, let's just, it's just one Sunday you miss in church. No, I don't miss church. So either you go after church or I'm, no, we ain't doing it. Well, you're just being unreasonable. I know why. I'm violent, baby. I'm focused and I'm unwavering. God has been too good to me for me to be flaky with him. He's been too good to me for me to be inconsistent with him. He's been too good to me for me to be unreliable. Let's go. Then it means more power. So all of this is what happens when you stay filled. More power means that more power means I will say yes when I need to say yes. I will say no when I need to say no. I'll do right even when wrong is easier. It's easy to do wrong when nobody's watching, but when you got the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost will be like, for real? Huh? Huh? You really finna do that? Then it means excellence. See, people say you do too much. That's because they're not filled, so they don't understand what drives you. See, what drives me is when I moved this over here, I wasn't doing this for you. I moved that because, listen, I was doing it for God, which means I'm excellent. Catch the point, church. Whatever I do, I'm doing it as I'm to the Lord. So that means I must do it well because maybe you didn't see, but he saw. Maybe you don't clap, but he's clapping. Maybe you won't recognize, but he recognized. And gain recognized gain. If God sees me being excellent, then God said, let me put some excellent stuff on you. And that's why some of you, you're about to get some super excellent stuff dropped in your lap. Why? Because you've been excellent. These last two, ability. I get to give because I can do, and that's lowercase on purpose. I know it's not appropriate for my typographical purpose, but it's lowercase on purpose because notice the I is little because I'm doing it in him. So I get to because I can do because he gives me the ability. See, it is not because of your education. Let's be honest. You're not even doing what you studied. It is not because of your pedigree. It's not because of your background. It is not because of who you know. I was talking to somebody and they say, well, yeah, I know all these people. I said, and that doesn't really matter. I said, it's about what you do and how you do it. Because listen, I know a lot of people that know a lot of people and they're still struggling. 
who you know, listen, ain't going to be your hookup if it's not God. Let me tell you how I know I'm going to do well because God knows me. Shut your dog on mouth. I wish you lay your hands on yourself and say, God is my secret weapon. I how did you get that deal, God? How did you get that contract, God? How did you go? So I get you because I can do. And then look at these last two definitions. Abundance, that means more than enough. If you're blessed to be a blessing, you don't need what you need. You need more than enough. Enough is not enough. Say enough is not enough. People say, I'm good, child. I got enough. That's not enough. Because you can't bless somebody else if all you have is enough. And just for those of us that know that God's about to do even more abundantly than he's already done, I dare you to put a praise in this atmosphere, in this building, and online. More than enough. 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 Say, more than enough. Why? Because I'm blessed to be a blessing. See, look. If both of us need to eat, Both of us need to eat. Both of us need to eat. If all I have is one piece of fruit, that means we're going to have to half in this. And I'm grown. I don't have to half in stuff no more. When I was a kid, my grandma and them, you know what they do? They muck us half in drinks and stuff. They take a whole Sprite, put it in two little kitty cups, and put ice in it and make us think it was more. I ain't having to drink since I was 12, and I ain't about to do it now. <laughs> Listen, some of you feel depleted because all you have is enough. And God is a God of abundance. Please look on the screen and say the word. God is a God of abundance. This means I need more than enough. Not just money, but I need more than enough joy. I need more than enough peace. I need more than enough because enough's not enough, which means I'm going to have to give you some of mine. But if I have abundance, that's okay. I had two. Which means I don't mind sowing mine into you. Because I didn't have to lose in order to be a, ah, to be a blessing to you. And for some of you, that's been your whole life. You've always been a giver. You've always lived to give. You've always done that. And God says, I'm about to pay you back now. Because it's harvest time for you. Say abundance. Then, here's the last word, pecuniary ability. Pecuniary ability means the influence that comes with wealth and riches. Check me out. This means, God says, look at me, this means that people will treat you like you're at a different socioeconomic status, and you're not. God says, when I give you power, people will see you and think you got big pockets. Y'all ain't going to talk. When I give you power, people will look at you and say, what do you do? Don't even be offended when they say, what do you do to live here? What do you do to drive this? Can I tell you, it's the Holy Ghost that's making them say something about you. He gives you pecuniary ability, which means the influence and wealth that comes with riches, which means when you walk in there, they're going to say, you know, this is the normal deal we make for people. But it's something about you. There's something about Mary. I need you to say your name when I get to the, to the Mary part. There's something about it's that you're filled with the Spirit. And when you walk into the dealership, you look like a million dollars. Shut up. When you walk onto the job, they're like, I, we want to hire you. You look like you're going to bring us prosperity. Can I let you in on something? For many of you, the reason your companies didn't shut down was because you were there. One out of five businesses have closed in the pandemic. But how are you still working? Because, baby, when I showed up, I got pecuniary ability, which means you can't shut down because I'm. You shall receive power. When the Holy Ghost has come upon you, say, when I'm spirit-filled. Now, listen, check this out. And you shall be witnesses. So he gives us all these things, meaning, might, miracle working, strength, mighty work, violence, focus on unwavering, more power, excellence, ability, abundance, pecuniary ability, so we can be a witness. Which means it's not for you. It's so that you can be a witness for him. See, when you got it, did you try to flex in some front of somebody and say, look at what I got? Or did you say, listen, look at what God gave me. I think there's some of us that can tell the truth that we know everything we've got, God did it. Because if it was left up to us, we would have squandered it away. Woo! Say everything I got, God gave it to me. To be his witness. 
which means at Walmart you're a witness, at Target you're a witness, at the mall you're a witness, at Macy's you're a witness, at Neiman's you're a witness, at Nordstrom's you're a witness, wherever you go you're a witness, and God said I'm blessing you so you can be a blessing, so you can be a witness. People ought to get saved looking at your life. People ought to get saved looking at how you give. People ought to be saved looking at how your life is operating. You're supposed to be my witness. Where are you supposed to witness at? Jerusalem, your city. Judea and Samaria, your region, your country, and then where? The whole world. He said, I'm doing this for you so you can show me off. So if you show me off more than you show you off, I'll show you off. Let me back the tango. If you'll show me off more than you show you off, then I'll show you off. And for some of you, you're like, I don't like the forefront. That's exactly why he's putting you in the forefront. Because God says, I'm showing you off. Why? Because you showed me off. So he's our parakletos. He helps us produce produce. And he gives us what? Power. Can I get you to shout out like an old school preacher? Say power. power. Now, now, in producing produce, in producing produce, I have these pieces of fruit up here. And, and say that means you're supposed to have fruit. And that's proof your spirit filled is that you produce fruit. So in Ephes or excuse me, Galatians chapter 5, verse number 22, it says this. The fruit of the spirit is love, right? Love, which means even when I want to hate, when I'm spirit filled, I choose to love. It doesn't mean I'm a doormat. It just means I refuse to hate you because that's too much power for you to have. For some of you, for some of you, listen, listen, you hating them would give them the victory. And you need to say, listen, I love God too much to hate you. Well, what you did hurt. Oh, no, it hurt. It wasn't right. But he's about to make it right. Say, I love. Here's the next piece of fruit, joy. Joy means that when I'm filled with the spirit, it doesn't matter what's going on around, I'm good. Joy is not happiness. Happiness means something good got to happen. Happiness means you get a good email. Woo, God is good. Joy means you got a horrible email. God is good. Somebody say joy. joy. Uh, here's the uh, or, or coming to America. I am very happy to be here. All right, here's the next piece of fruit. Peace. Peace doesn't mean what you're dealing with is peaceful. It just means I'm peaceful about what I'm dealing with. So proof that I'm spirit-filled is that even though there's a storm going on around me, I'm good. Even though there's some people who are too be tall, you really want to talk real rough to them? Can I get some real people out there? Okay, listen, between me and you, don't tell nobody. It's some people sometimes that I want to not be spiritual with at all. Okay, y'all are judging me. I'm Somebody I know, they know some people that they don't want to be spiritual with at all. But when your spirit feels, listen, I have peace, even if I'm dealing with something painful. All right, here's the next piece of fruit, next piece of fruit. Next piece of fruit is patience. Patience is how you act while you wait. Can I give you a more precise definition? Patience is the level of endurance you have before becoming negative while you're provoked. I'm going to back that thing up. It's the level of endurance you have before becoming negative while being provoked. So patience isn't waiting. Patience is how you act while you wait. Which means, listen, listen, if, you've been, if you haven't waited and you have to wait a long time, anybody ever had that happen? Let's go back to our cell phone store analogy. Come on, cell phone store people, come on. Everybody in line to get this new phone. Because apparently it's, it's supposed to do something better. Like, what are you going to do? See my future? Like, what? Like, what more camera can you do? Like, I, it's 4K. Sanitize your hands for you. Check if you got corona. Do a check, check. I mean, it's just a lot. If you've been waiting in line, everybody step, y'all step two steps back. Come on. All right, all right, all right, all right. Now check this out. Now listen, say, 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 say patience. Here's what we think patience is. I've been waiting on God, but here's how you've been waiting. <laughs> Your ass been all over. Just negative. You went straight sister girl. You just went straight mad man. You like Mad Max in the Thunderdome, just mad. And God is like, that's not patience. Patience is not waiting. Patience is how you act while you wait. So here's what patience is. You're waiting, 
and you got that annoying music playing in the background. And God says, now listen, I'm going to provoke you because you're going to watch the person up there carrying on a conversation like it ain't no line back here. Y'all ain't going to say that to me. You're going to watch other people cut in line and you're going to feel tempted to want to cut them. Let's talk. But here's wait, here's patience. Patience says, I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. I will make my boast in the Lord. In other words, I won't get negative just because I'm being provoked. Somebody say, Lord, thank you for patience. Thank you all. Say, Lord, thank you for patience. Here's the next one. Kindness. Kindness. Kindness, kindness means um, it doesn't mean you're a pushover. It doesn't mean you're not firm. Kindness just means, can I do what I do and do it not to demean you? <laughs> like Sometimes we get frustrated people because they're not good at certain things, and so we want to demean the person instead of realizing they're not the fit for that position. <laughs> Did you hear me? Like you mad because she can't do hair. Well, stop hollering at her and get you a new hair fixer. Every time I go, she messes it up. Then get you a new one. Stop hollering at her. I pray that whatever you need, you'd have. I pray that God would fill every seat in your life with everybody that you need that not only has the right heart, but they have the right habits and they have the right honor. Say yes, Lord. That's kindness. It just means I can be real without being demeaning. I don't have to tear you down in order to make my point. All right? All right, that's how you know your spirit feel. You know you, you need a refill if you're tempted to tear people down. You just don't do nothing right, do you? You need a refill. Oh, God, let's have a moment because some of y'all, you need a refill right there. Come on, everybody, let's just get one. Say, Lord, I need another refill. Help me not to demean people. Say, I don't respond to it, so I can't give it to others. So look, so look, so, so, so goodness. Goodness, goodness just simply means that what I do, I do it, and I'm, I recognize that every situation calls for something different. Everything is not a, uh, every person or every situation is not a nail and you're a hammer. It just means I have discretion on how to deal with things. Then faithfulness. Faithfulness means I'm consistent. When your name is brought up, does consistency come up or does the thought of inconsistency come up? When, when people, when you say you're on your way, does anybody believe you? Or do they know she still ain't took a shower yet? Talk about she's going to be there in five minutes. Her hair's still wet, and it's 17 degrees outside. She ain't going nowhere. Some of you ladies didn't say nothing, and you know you the one I'm talking about. Don't look at me with that tone of face. I ain't studying you. I promise. I saw several ladies try to look right past me right there. Don't look at, don't, don't, don't play me. I promise I ain't from here. Listen. Look, <laughs> look, 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 gentleness. Gentleness. Every situation has a nuance that it needs to be handled with. Got it? Every situation has a nuance that needs to be handled with. Gentleness and goodness go together because goodness just simply means I will be good even if bad is happening. Like, watch me. I won't be a user because somebody tried to use me. You don't have to be a skeezer because somebody skeezed on you. Talking about I should have cheated. No, you should have been faithful because, no. You, you have goodness. Please open your mouth and say, I have goodness in me. Self-control. And then, well, there you go. Hold on. Ain't no more food. There we go. Self-control means I can discipline myself. How do you know you have self-control when you're tempted not to have it? Let me, let me give you an example. You're driving past the local donut restaurant. And they put a sign on that says the donuts are hot. You know you don't need no donuts right now. <laughs> Self-control says I want one. Because mm -hmm. yeah. so, I had a hard week on this week. I don't think God would mind if I had a little something-something right here. Look, 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 look. Self-control says, I want one. I had a hard week this week. But if I eat that, that minute and a half of pleasure is going to cost me four hours of hard labor. 
in the gym. Can I get a witness? So self-control says, no. I need you to get your gnaw game on point. Not, not, not no, but gnaw, N-A-H. So when the devil tempts you with something, when you're spirit-filled, you can say, no. When he tempts you with an X, you can say, no. When he tempts you with sex, you can say, no. When he tempts you with drugs, you can say, no. When he tempts you with acting like a fool, you can say, no. When he tempts you with depression, you can say, no. When he tempts you with anxiety, you can say, no. That's self-control. That's self-control. Are you listening? Are you listening? So when we're filled with the spirit, we produce produce, and we have, he's our paracletos, and we have power. And by say power, which connects us to this scripture, and we're done. Deuteronomy 8.18, you shall remember the Lord your God, for it's he that gives you what? Power. Can I get you to shout out like you old school church? Power. To get what? Wealth. Shut your mouth. God says, I'm going to give you some power to get. Say, I'm about to get mine. You about to get, get, get it. Come on here. Say, I'm about to get mine. God says, I give you power, dunamis, dynamite. Whenever dynamite touches something, it never goes back to being the same. Which means when you're spirit-filled, your whole outlook begins to change your life. So while other people are saying, I can't, you like, yes, I can. Watch me get mine. And I'm going to get mine, so you better get yours. He gives us the power to get what? Wealth. What does wealth mean? Abundance. I have more than enough because I'm blessed to be a blessing. He says, I'm doing this to confirm my covenant with you. Everybody listen. It is not God's will that you lack in any way. It is not God's will that you walk around stressed out, losing your hair, gaining weight, losing weight, graying out at 22, Using just for men, and you just turn 29, whatever, 24, 25, 26, 34, 52. Check this out. He gives us the power to what? Get. Check out this principle. Everything in God's kingdom, the way God does things, and frankly, everything in the world, something has to be given for something to be obtained. Something has to give so something can get. Your mother carried you for nine plus months, 10 months, she gave her body. She gave her good shape. Now, come on, ladies. I was trying to help. Y'all ain't going to talk. Somebody like, no, wait a minute, Bishop. I got mine back. Now, wait a minute now. So that you could have life. Single parents give of everything every day so their kids can have. This jacket had to give way so that I could get in it. You're going to catch it in a minute. See, the tire has to give up its supremacy so that the car can rest on it. Catch the principle. Everything has to give something so something can get. Everything is that way. Everything is that way. That chair had to give up so that you could get on it. No, seriously. Like, let's just pretend like chairs had emotions for just a moment. And then here you come. The chair, if it had emotions, it had to give up its right to not be sat on so that you could have an enjoyable experience. Got it? All right. Plants have to give so we can have perfume. Olives have to give their lives to be crushed so we can have oil. Everything has to give so something can get. So we should understand that principle. And unfortunately, let me have a piece of food. Many of us, we want to get, but we don't want to give. In this apple, there are seeds, but the seeds that made this apple had to give their life so this apple could live. They had to die so something could live. Jesus had to die so we could have abundant life. Why couldn't he just say abundant life to all? Because that's not the way it works. Something has to die so something can live. Something has to give up so something could get. So the principle works that same way in our lives. Question, do you want the fruit without the seed? Do you want results without sowing? Because if you do, you're going to be frustrated with life because you're going to be expecting things that aren't on the way because you've never given to get them. Like, you want loyal friends, but you've never given loyalty to anybody. You, you want faithfulness, you've never given it to anybody. Come here, okay, let me get my single people. You want a king, but you ain't quite giving queen. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. 
You want a queen, sir, but you ain't giving king. Listen, you, okay, y'all ain't going to talk to me. If she wanted a prince, she could have had a son. I'm just saying. It's quiet in here. Forget y'all. Okay, look. I'm just messing. Don't forget y'all. I love you. So why do we give? That's the question. Number one, we get to give because God is a giver. For God so what? Love the world, the scripture says, that he gave his only son, that whoever should believe in him should have everlasting or eternal life. Which means, check this out. God says, I want you to live, so to live, I have to give. I have to give so you can get. So we get to, God's nature is to be a giver. So if you say you love God, but you're not a giver, then that means there's some work of God's nature that has to be in you. Like, you can't be a stingy Christian and talk about, I got the Holy Ghost. No, you got a ghost. And it ain't holy. Right? Here's the next reason. We get to give because it's right. Proverbs 11 and 24. One gives freely, yet he what? Gains more. But another withholds what is right. Now, this is bigger than just money, but in this context, if this verse, it is money. See, when I give what's right, what's that? My tithes. I owe the Lord my tithes. Like, I own it. My offerings, my first fruit, my love offerings. If you've never heard of that or you got questions about it, go to our website and you can find out more about that. But God says, if you withhold what's right, look at the end of the verse. You're going to become poor. So your lack can be traced to your inability to sow. Your inability to live well is explained by your inability to give well. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Your living matches your giving. And for some of you, that's good news because you've been giving large, so you're about to live large. I, I wish you acted like you're about to live better than you've ever lived. Say, it's right to give. Like, I never understood some church people, like, where they talk about giving to God like it's a chore. But the only place you say that is with church. You will gladly go to the restaurant and pay to eat and not say nothing. Like, why don't they just do it out of the goodness of their heart? Don't get quiet on me. Like, like I've, never, I've never understood why some people think that way. It's like, this is for God. Like, he woke you up, started you on your way, provided for you, protected you, gave you, gave you life. He kept you from coronavirus and taking you out. He's been good to you. Like, the least I could do is, he only want 10? Check this out. How you going to give the waitress 20 and trip about giving God 10? Y'all ain't talking to me. Open your mouth and say, I am a faithful giver. And that's why I flourish. Don't you hate on my harvest if you ain't checked my seed. All right, let's go. We get to give because it's how we gain. We get to give because it's how we gain. Galatians 6, 7. Do not be deceived, for God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that's seed or giving, that will he also reap. Which means, let me have another piece of food. Whatever I give, that's what I get. And a harvest is greater than the seed. Check this out. You can't give an apple and expect an orange. That's not comparing apples to apples. Check this out. Here's what many people do. You, you give one thing but expect a different thing. It doesn't work that way. God says, whatever you give, you're going to get back. So let's make this bigger than money. So if I give money, what do I get? Money. If I favor somebody, what do I get? Favor. If I open a door for somebody, what do I get? Open doors. See, for some of you, God says, make a way for them, even though you don't have to, and I'll get somebody bigger than you to make a way for you. <laughs> Y'all ain't hear what I'm saying. Give, give them an opportunity they don't deserve, and somebody's going to call you and give you an opportunity you don't deserve. Pray for somebody that doesn't deserve for you to pray for them, and somebody's going to pray for you that you... That will he also receive. Everybody shout that. That. Everybody shout that. That. Everybody shout that. That. So you can get with this. You can get with that. But in this instance, you need to get with that. Because that's where it's at. God says, whatever you give, you're getting that back. And it's going to be bigger than that. Check this out. So if you give sloppy, you're going to get sloppy. Could it be some of your warfare is nothing more than a harvest? Could it be that some of the people that talk about you is nothing more than a harvest? Because you ran your mouth about a whole lot of people. And so now God gave it back to you and everybody running their mouth about, God, I can't believe this. The devil's trying to attack me. Or are you reaping what you sowed? How do I know the difference? Because you can't rebuke a harvest. 
If it's warfare, I can rebuke it. If it's a harvest, I can't. Sit on that word for a minute. We get to give because it's how we gain. That's how we gain. That's how we gain. Say it's how we gain. Last two things. We get to give because it's how we live. Say I'm a giver. Say it again, I'm a giver. Say I'm a big giver. Come on. Proverbs 11.25. Whoever brings blessing will be enriched. Whoever waters will himself be watered. Which means if I want to be watered, I need to water. Look at me. First. Here's what we do. God, as soon as you put some water on me, I'm going to put some water on. And God says, that's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. You do it first. That's the faith part. I got to do it and expect that he's going to do it for me. Not just financially, but anything. Because for some people, giving money is easy for you. Giving your heart is what's your problem. For some of you, writing a check ain't no problem. You load it. That's a good place to say I received it. All right, check this out. If you bring blessing, Crescent, do you bring blessing or do you bring baggage? See all these bags? Here's what a lot of people do. You bring baggage into everything. You don't bring a blessing. When you show up, baggage comes. What somebody did to you, what your last pastor did to you, what your mama did to you, what your cousin did to you, what your uncle did to you, what grandma Nam did to you, what grandma Nam cousin did to you, what Joe Willie Nam did, all this. Joe Willie. It's a new character. <laughs> Introducing a lot of new characters in church today. It's new character introduction day. You got me? So check. Do you bring baggage? How do you know if you bring baggage? It's because people enjoy seeing you leave more than they enjoy seeing you come. There's some people you walked out and they weren't hurt. They were like, all that baggage just got up out of my room. But say, open your mouth, say, I am a blessing. Say it in 15, say, I am a blessing. So since we are blessed to be a blessing, what I'm supposed to do is, listen, we all have baggage, but I don't bring my baggage and throw it on you. I got my own baggage. When I came, I came to bring a blessing, which means what we need. Let me see, let me see. Whatever we need, baby, I got some valuables in here. I, I got some valuables. I got some valuable stuff on the inside. I got some stuff that's valuable. I came to bring a blessing. Look, whatever, you need some gold? I got some gold. You need some watches? I got some watches. What you need? Somebody say, I bring a blessing wherever I go. But if you bring baggage to everybody, then what are you going to reap? People bringing baggage to you. Some of y'all wonder, I'm going to get in your business now. God, when you go give me some friends that ain't got problems like this? Now, you can't say nothing because you might be around them. Just look at me. Look at me. Between me and you. God, when are you going to give me an opportunity to not have issues like this? God says, will you bring a blessing? Say, I bring blessing. Not baggage. And when you bring blessing, God's going to bring people in your life that bring blessing. You've had enough people, beep, 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 back up in your life unload their luggage and now they gone and I prophesy to you that every piece of baggage somebody else brought into your life that in these next 12 months of this new spiritual year that that baggage is on its way out of your life you're not carrying their bondage you're not carrying their issues somebody say their baggage is out and say I have blessing say it say I bring blessing everywhere I go here's the last thing we get to give because it works Notice, notice we're saying we get to give. Because when you have this mentality, I get to do it. Like when you get paid and you're doing your text to give or your cash app or whatever, be like, oh my God. <laughs> God is good. I get to give. When you're sowing, I get to give. When you bless somebody else, I got to buy them that meal. I remember, I remember a few years ago, can I share something with you? I remember a few years ago, we did this thing called Thanksgiving Throwdown. And it's right after I had, had shed 95 pounds. And I, was, I wanted to sell all my clothes. I was going to take it down to the consignment store and try to get some on it. I was on Colorado Boulevard, for those of you that live in Denver, and I was driving. When I was driving, the Holy Ghost, I was because I was going to one of them consignment shops. And, um, and the Holy Ghost said, no, you will give it away. 
I said, sir, like I had to get rid of everything. Look, when you lose weight, your feet get smaller too. I didn't realize how much of your foot had fat. Listen, I was like, I didn't even know my feet was juicy. Listen. And so I had all these shoes, I had all these clothes, I got some clothes, I got some shoes, I had all this stuff that I built up over years. Suits and ties and good quality things. And the Holy Ghost said, give it all away. Give all the shoes away, Lord. Give it all away. And if you were around harvesting those days, you remember, we had, we had everybody do it. It wasn't just me. We, I invited everybody to be a part of it. And we gave away thousands of pieces of clothes. We bust in homeless people and men from shelters that didn't have jobs. And, and here it was. I'd given away all of these clothes. And I had the privilege, listen to me, of putting for many men their first suit on them. Grown men that had never had a suit. I had the ability to act like I was a, uh, one of them dressing uh, uh, a stylist. I was a stylist. I had the ability to style them and say, no, let's put you with this suit. Let's put you with this tie. Let's get you these shoes. And I'm watching people I don't know walk out with my stuff on. But can I tell you that to this day, that was seven years ago, to this day, people I don't even know will send stuff to the church and say, I want to be a blessing to the man of God. I've never met them. I've never talked to them. But they sent me what I gave. I need you to say, giving works. I get stuff all the time from people I've never met that just send it. Companies send me stuff and say, will you wear our shirt? We'll pay you to wear it. Because I get, I'm just using this as an example. Please don't take it as anything other than I want to provoke you to be a giver. Because hear me, Harvest, we are 100% givers. Not just financially, but we live to give. We live to give. We live to give. When somebody asks you what you do, don't say I'm a doctor. Don't say I'm a nurse. Don't say I'm a lawyer. Instead, you say I'm a giver. That's what I am. I make my living through my giving. Please open your mouth and say that. I make my living through my giving. Say it again, I make my living through my giving. Which brings us to this last one. We get to give because it works. Ephesians 6, 8. Knowing that whatever good anyone does or gives, this is more than money, he will receive the same back from who? The Lord. And this is our challenge. Because if I give this, come on, if I give this to him, here's how we expect. We expect it back from him. I was good to him. The least he could do is do right by me. I was kind to her. The least she could do is do right by me. And God, what does the scripture say? You're going to get the same what? Back from who? The Lord. From who? The Lord. Here's your problem. You're looking for them to give it to you. And what God does instead is what God does instead is that God says, listen, you're not going to get the same back from who you did it for. In fact, there are sometimes God will make the people you did it for, he'll make them disappear. Because he needs you to see they're not your source. Room check, who can give God praise for everybody that's no longer in your life? Because it proved to you that God is your provider, that God is your source, that God is your way maker. Somebody say, he's my way maker. Look, so look. He says, you receive the same back from who? The Lord. He says, the Lord will raise somebody else up. I've watched him do this. They'll think, if I don't support him, ain't nobody going to support him. They'll think, if I don't give, ain't nobody going to give. If I don't do business with him, ain't nobody. And God will say, you don't know now. Been the places that I've been, then spend the grand that I, you don't know now. Because uh, uh. what God says, what I'll do is I'll make them disappear. And for a moment, I feel like throwing this microphone and breaking that glass, but I ain't going to do it. It costs too much to break that. Look, here's what God says. What I will do is I will make them disappear. And for a moment, you'll feel like you were used. You'll feel like you wasted your time, your energy, your money, and, your re and you'll start saying stuff. I ain't never going to do that again. And God says, yes, you are. Because let me tell you, you are Christian, so they can never use you. The most they could do is get you to pour and get you to sow and get you to give, which means they may have thought they used you, but what the enemy meant for evil, God was. 
And I just need to see if there's somebody in this building or somebody online that knows God's about to turn who used you and that's about to turn for, I dare you to hop up and spin around one time if that's you. Sit down if that ain't you, but if it's you, hop up and spin. Say, it's turning. Say it again, it's turning. So for a moment, for a moment, for a moment, for a moment, you'll be like, God, I can't believe this. God, I feel so used. God, I feel so stupid. God, I feel so dumb. I guess I ain't never going to get that money back. I guess I ain't never going to get that time back. I guess I ain't never going to get that energy back. I learned a lesson. That's good, but he's going to pay you back. God is never going to be left on you anything. I promise you I want to throw this mic so bad. God is never going to be left with a bill. Did you hear me? He's never going to be left with a bill. Which means God says, you may only be trying to break even, but I'm going to pay you back. Say, he's not leaving me with a bill. He's not. You will never be able to say God owes you anything. Because I prophesy to everybody under the sound of my voice that between this day and December 31st, 2020, whatever somebody thought they were using you, I prophesied that your return would come to you swiftly. I prophesy you'd receive the same back from the Lord. Please open your mouth and worship God right there. Say it's on the way back. Say and it's bigger and it's better. So look, so look, here's what we do, here's what we do. So then we're like, we're looking for them. So now you internet stalking them. When they gonna do me right? When they gonna talk right? When they gonna, and God is like, I made them disappear. Cause you gonna learn that I am your source, says the Lord. So he'll raise up somebody else, now watch me, that looks similar, cause they dress the same. But it's not gonna be the same. And you got to, I just heard the Holy Ghost. You got to be careful that you don't allow what looks similar to make you say no. I don't know who that's for right there. But your payback's going to show up in something that looks similar. Because the devil wants you to say no when, when what you don't realize is they got your payback with them. He'll raise up somebody else that you have never spent a day with, never had a conversation with, and they'll show up and support you better than the ones you gave support to. But since it's a harvest, it's got to be bigger. So I'm not just getting what I gave. I need you to open your mouth and say, but I'm getting more. Say abundance. Say overflow. In my house, between now and December 31st, 2020. I receive it. Put a praise on it. 11:15. Say more. Say more. Say more. Say more. Say now. 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 Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. And at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God. And they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means, that not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word DECISION to the phone number 59769. And when you do, I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app? Over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.